The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. You know why? Because we just won a bunch of games. And it's Baltimore week. I Baltimore week. I love Baltimore week. Baltimore week as a Yankee fan is so much fun for me for a number of reasons. One, I'm going to go see the Yankees play. Two, they're going to kick the shit out of a bunch of losers. Three, I'm going to drink a lot of drinks for very cheap because it's cheap there. Four, I'm going to drink a bunch of shots that I don't want for free because people are always like, JJ, what's up? And they're throwing money around because everything's cheap down there. And then like number five, I get to hang out with my buddy from uh, my Barstool days, RDT. He's going to be joining us a little bit into the show to just kind of preview the weekend series. Well, I think he thinks he's previewing the weekend series, but in reality – uh, he's going to get made fun of a bunch. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. And, I mean, Nick, this is our first time. Like, we're both going to be in Baltimore. Yeah. We're, you know, we were supposed to do this in March of 2020. We're only 14 months late. But, yeah, it's a very different experience, I would say. Obviously, we love going to Yankee Stadium and all that comes with that. But it's it's almost like a more innocent yeah, like you said, cheaper. It's it's almost like Yankee Stadium South. It really is. It's easier for us to get to. Everything's cheap. It's probably 60-40 Yankee fans usually for a weekend series with them. And, and it's just a really cool stadium, and it's a fun experience. I'm going all three games. Are you really? I am. I am. Well, this is the only time I can I can go to Camden Yard, so get, get my money's worth. That's wild. You got your tickets? I got my tickets. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It helps that the Sunday game is at 1. If the Sunday game was at any other time, I wouldn't have stayed. But eh, 1 o'clock, I'll stay. I uh, So I every time that I've gone before, I've said I'm going to stick around for the Sunday game. I have never seen a Sunday game at Camden Yards. I wake up so hungover. And I'm just like, I got to get out of here. Now, where are you sitting? Because we're not sitting together. I'm in the upper deck uh, for the first two. And then Sunday, I'm in the lower level. 
So I can't verbalize where I'm going to be sitting, but I'm going to send the two of you a DM of where I'm sitting for the Saturday game. I'm guessing it's going to be uh, closer than I am. I know it is because I think I'm in the second to last row. So, so I just, you'll be closer. To me. Yeah. So I just sent you a DM. But yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun experience. We didn't get to go in April. That was, I mean, a Monday through Thursday series is is tough to do. Yeah. Uh, even for guys like us that, that work remote, and and you never know with the weather. But yeah, the way the schedule works, they're only at Camden Yards for one weekend. So this is this is the weekend to go. This is it. Plus, like Baltimore does it right, and like they know when the main events come into town, and they put it on a Saturday night. It's always yeah, a four oh, yeah, or a seven. Saturday night games. Yeah, it's always yeah, they, a four or a seven. You're not getting a one o'clock. So even like, you know, because I think they're realistic about where the ticket sales are coming from. And if it's a one o'clock and people can't leave on like a Friday after work, you know, you've got family, whatever, you've got responsibilities, make it four o'clock. So, you know, a New Yorker can leave their house at, you know, 10 a.m., get down there, get settled, stimulate the local economy. As we will. <laughs> I've got my brunch reservation. I am ready to go. I haven't really been drinking for like a year uh, and a half. Essentially since I had a kid. I haven't like – I've been drunk maybe three times. One time like really drinking. And now I'm a little afraid because I always – it always gets away from me in Baltimore. So Friday, I went to a vineyard and drank a bottle of wine. And then Saturday, I went sake bombing. Just to like get my Probably legs so. under yeah. me. Yeah, I'm like Shaq. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pl- I'm trying to play myself into shape during the season. You had catch. Now you're going to throw off a mound, and then you know facing live hitters. That'll be <laughs> that'll be when we're in Baltimore. They are very accommodating, though. I mean, I've noticed that. Like at Yankee Stadium, when you go to scan your ticket, there's armed guards, there's German shepherds everywhere, and they're daring you to come in. At Baltimore, it's like a nice old lady scanning your ticket, smiling at you, asking if you need any help. It's it's just a completely different experience. I'm, like I've been going since I've been an adult. I've always had the ability to buy a ticket, you know, and tickets are fifteen bucks most of the time down, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's hard to to like just walk past and just like, hey, now I'm in, I'm inside now. Like I don't think it's hard to get into. It's like that a little minor league game. There's a lot of parts of it that feel like a minor league game. And you know what I love is whatever between pickles and and Camden Yards, the field. There's like this grassy area that island, the island, sausages and yeah. burgers. Yeah, the island, the sausages that those guys make, and they're like free. It's like four dollars. <laughs> For a sausage is incredible. The grilling, they got the smoke. It's a great atmosphere. And pickles is, I mean, pickles is awesome. Yeah, pickles is a great time. Um, it's it's my favorite road bar that I've got. Actually, no, Wrigleyville. Pretty much anything in Wrigleyville, and then pickles. I just love Wrigleyville. Okay. And are there any other bar? Like, I think there's a couple other bars next to pickles or around that area. But it seems like it's, it's pickles or bust in terms of if you're going to a game. I did a stadium eats there two seasons ago. I've done a couple of them down there, but I did pickles. And uh, a guy like came up. While I was filming. Was like, you gotta go to this other bar. And I forget what it is. Like, I really, I made fun of him uh, in this video, uh, like pretty badly. <laughs> like the end result of the video, I think people were just talking about that guy. <laughs> so just making fun of him. Was that was that the Clint Frazier game where he hit the three run homer yeah. that we were both at? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been since then. And remember, I went to Delaware, so it's only an hour. So I went a lot. 
in college too. So whether coming from Philly, whether going from Delaware, yeah, been going there my whole life. Fun fact, first game I ever went to at Camden Yards was 2003 and Aaron Boone hit a game winning home run. Um, so that's kind of cool. Nice. I have found out that from my move, cause I hadn't really looked it up, I shaved a half hour off my drive. Like I'm there in an hour and a half. Ooh, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, so what table. time will you leave Saturday? I'm, my goal is to be in the call. I have a one o'clock brunch reservation. So everything okay. is just reverse engineered from that. My, I was supposed to drop my kid off at my in-laws. And then yesterday they were like, why don't we just come to you? And then we'll go see our other grandkid and like fucking perfect. Great. Like as soon as they leave, I will be out the door provided my wife is ready to go. And then, yeah, you got brunch, and then, yeah, I'll probably see you around 3, 4 o'clock. One thing I'm a little bit butthurt about, going to three games in a row, you think, oh, you know, three out of five chance to see Garrett Cole. No, you're getting nope. no calls. <laughs> He's, he zero calls. this Wednesday and next Monday. So 0 for 3 there, but I believe it's Kluber Friday, Herman Saturday, Montgomery Sunday uh, is, is how it lines up. And I think we're going to have to face John Means Sunday uh, coming off the no-hitter, which, you know, that's not going to be easy. But is that – I mean he's going to pitch this week. He threw the no-hitter like five days ago. So it's not like I right mean, off. Yeah, he'll have one start between it. But still, I mean the guy's been the guy's been red hot. He's got like an ERA under one. Uh, we never hit him either. So it's – Listen. You know, know it's saying? not going to be as easy of a series. You know when like a, like a famous person is just like, listen, I put on my pants one leg at a time like everyone else. He puts on an Orioles jersey just like every other loser in that fucking clubhouse. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what he's been doing. At the end of the day, it still doesn't say Ripken on the back, so I don't give a shit. And even if it did, uh, you know, Kevin Costner fucked his wife, so. Well, we'll we will dive deep into that later on this, good, on good. this meeting. <laughs> later on this podcast. Good. I don't want to say meeting. I've been working from home for too long. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, a little, little pissed about not seeing Cole. And I do think there's a little bit of unfinished business because I was furious after splitting, after splitting with them and taking the two out of four, especially the way it ended with Hicks making a, a lollipop throw, uh, to lose the game. So there's a lot of unfinished business here. The Yankees have to come in and sweep anything, anything less than that, I think is a total failure. I'm sure you feel the same way. I mean, I think anytime you just, you put the Orioles on the calendar, it doesn't matter what happened last time. It doesn't matter what place we're in. It doesn't matter what time of year. Like you just, you have to be looking sweet. And I, I know I'm maybe getting a, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Baltimore week. Maybe it's my green season, but we still have, to, we have to go to Tampa before that. So like, who knows? Like we look at them, we're like, we need to sweep them because they're the Orioles and you never know the way we've played at times. We may need to sweep them. And yeah, that brings me to my next point. I'm looking at this Tampa series and I'm, I'm expecting one out of three. I don't, I, I can't envision a scenario. I don't think Montgomery's ever beaten the Rays. Pretty sure he's like 0, 0 and 4, 0 and 5 against them. I really don't see Tyone beating the Rays. You hope that Cole beats them, but look, we're 1 and 5 against them. We suck at the trap and they punk us. They've been punking us. It's not like they're just beating us. They're, they're embarrassing us. So I can't come into the series and, and look anybody in the eye or, you know, say that I, I think we're going to win two out of three. I don't know how you're feeling about it. I like where you're at mentally because I feel like that maybe like gets us two out of three. Like I think if we as a fan base are just like, oh, you know what? They're probably going to – like maybe they'll surprise us. Like we expect the worst. Maybe the best will happen. Yeah, that's the attitude I have when certain Yankee players come to bat. I just expect an out. 
you know, Hicks, Sanchez, guys like that. And if they do get a hit, I'm thrilled. But I just say, I go into the at-bat saying it's going to be a strikeout. And that has helped me mentally, uh, especially this week for sure and over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, we're getting deeper into the season where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm excited again. You know, we're playing some good ball where it's like, I have a reason to be excited. We hit that couple weeks there where it was like, you know, existential dread. Like, why am I even alive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like going into that Indian series was that existential dread. I really think the Astros kind of woke them up. The, you know, the Altuve cheers and we'll get into the, the fans and the booing and everything. But that first Astros game was the first game that you saw real life from this team in a non-Cole game, I thought. Like, there have been some fun Cole games, but that was the first non-Cole game where it was like, oh, shit, we're having fun. This is fun. It's like, we're having fun. We're starting to see, like, a lot of fight out of the team, too. Like, that was the biggest thing. Like, guys are going to slump. Guys aren't going to play great. You know, you can't have – you're not going to have 10 guys in your lineup, and they're all going to play great every day. But, you got, you know, hey, slumps happen. But, like, apathy was the big issue that we had. We were just like, no one gives a shit what's going on here. And now there's a fire under them. Whether it's, you know, you want to say it's the Astros coming to town. You want to say it's sweeping Detroit. You want to say it's the fans getting fired up because the Astros are in town. Like, whatever that mix is, great. And, like, let's keep it going so we get a couple more guys out of slumps. Yeah, I think the Astros came in at the perfect time because they, they did seem dead. You could tell the players were fired up. They can give the one game at a time. We don't look at who we're playing bullshit. But we all know – you know, they were extra fired up for the series and it was the class series where you go in and you're like, just give me two out of three. But when you take the first two and you're sitting there on Thursday with Cole on the mound to not sweep, like it, it hurt. It hurt. And you could say, all, you know, I would have signed up for two out of three and I would have. We both would have. Yeah. Man, I wanted to sweep that series. Well, I think that's been kind of the biggest issue with this team at times is, well, aside from the stinking, the stinking has been an issue a lot of the time, but it, <laughs> Even like in recent years at times, it's like, well, how do we put our, our foot on their neck? You know, when we lost that last, uh, Orioles game, it was just like, well, if we didn't blow that game, we really, even though we only get three or four, it's not a sweep. We've got our foot on their neck. Before that, we lost the last game to the Indians. Like we had, we're right there. We almost had a four games, you know, sweep there. Even with the Braves, you win one, then you lose one. It's like, when can we ma- do something? decisive and you get greedy when you get those two you know it, it is it's very easy to just go ah, i don't know you know hey if we got this you know two out of three that's great but like the astros aren't the astros of 2019 of 2018 no. 2017 you know none of that is the same anymore yeah, I was tweeting it all series how different it was facing them without Springer. You're so used to Springer in that leadoff hole. And I, I mean, I know he has bad numbers against us, but for me, it always felt like Springer would hit the backbreaking hits, the two out RBIs and all that stuff over the years. So not having him in that leadoff spot really, I thought really softened their lineup, but it's tough. It's tough wasting a Cole start. It's tough being up 3-1 with Cole on the mound in the seventh inning with our bullpen and, and to lose that game. And for everybody that blamed Boone, like, dude, Cole threw 98 pitches. He gave you seven innings, two runs. You go to Green and Chapman there. Like, Boone didn't do anything wrong. Green was off, and it happens. Yeah, that was the one thing I was actually, like, proud of Yankees Twitter for once because there wasn't the, like, what the fuck, Green. Like, Green has held that bullpen together for years. Yeah. There's so much talent around him, but they all get injured. And, you know, he, oh, yes. you're an opener now. You're the, you know, the – what are they, the latch man, the fucking whatever they call it when you, but 
Yeah, like that just eh, it happens. And then you know what? When they started piling runs on, I was just like, all right, fine. You know, like we came back. It was like, oh, man, we'll come. Uh, seven, four, whatever. First bullpen blow up of the year. And with Cole, remember, this is a nine-year investment. He doesn't need to throw 115, 120 pitches every start. If he's at 98 through seven, nine times out of ten, I, I, like that's good enough for me. I'm done. And we're, we have an elite bullpen. You turn it over to them. But, yeah, that was the on first On May 6th outside the division, on May 6th outside the division, it's 100% out of 100 times you pull him there. Yeah, exactly. ALDS game one, I'll leave him in. Yeah, ALDS, yeah. Any any playoff game, it gets into September. If it was the Red Sox on May 6th, you th- you know, you leave him in. But yes. outside the division, no. You, and you got it early in the season. And, yes, sometimes guys do blow that. You know, Chad Green has proven himself over the years. But I've always been a proponent of even with Batances, we would do it. We try to leave him in for a second inning, and it never yes. worked. But we, when yeah. we would try it early in the season, I don't have a problem with it because, like, use this game to, to you know, build some confidence if you have to. Yeah, for sure. And shout out to the fans, the, the 10,000 fans that were there. They made Altuve's life a living hell. You could tell they were they were getting to them. And it was interesting to see how each Astro kind of reacted to the jeering. Like, Bregman kind of embraced it, and he had some big hits. And then it seemed like Correa and Altuve were a little shaken up. I know Altuve had the, the three-run homer at the end, but for the majority of that series, it seemed like we were getting to those guys. Yeah, I mean, and I, to a certain extent, like, I, I enjoy villains, like a proper villain. And when Bregman yes. hit that home run... You know, especially to like start things off. I was looking for him. I don't, I didn't see it anywhere. I don't know if he still does it anymore, but he used to put up the four, uh, the four fingers should watch yes. me. Yeah. I was looking for him to do that going around the bases. Cause now that like Betts and Bauer are getting, no, not, uh, Betts and Bauer. Bauer and, um, uh, Tatis are, you know, getting into it. I was looking for Bregman to, you know, maybe do that. Yeah, no, he was, he, he's, I mean, they're all villains. They're all villains for us. But no, I mean, Stanton, Stanton was awesome, carried him through that series. I think he had three homers in the Astros series. I want to say he had at least two, uh, yeah. Dan, if you want to check that, but he was dominating doubles off the wall, doubles down the line. You know, he, that was right in the middle of his run. He's been awesome. I mean, he's been great all season, but even like the outs that he's been making, like we've seen a lot of outs where they're like, yep, that was, it's not uncommon. For him to hit like a line drive, end up getting out, and then Paul O'Neill is just like, Coney, what was the expected batting average on that? And it's, or like, what was the <laughs> yeah. exit below? And it's like 119.3, the expected batting average is like six, whatever. You hit the hard, things are going to happen, and he's been hitting the shit out of the ball. The frustrating thing is it's like him and Judge are never hot at the same time. Like when Judge is hot, Stanton is slumping or injured, and when Stanton's hot, Judge is slumping or injured. Stanton's been carrying – you know, that, that, that duo, our duo of giants, if you will, cause judges, judges been MIA for about the past week. I mean, it's weird cause like at one point I was like, you know, we obviously get on judge for like the injuries and like, you know, sitting out games after a long flight. And I, I think everyone, every Yankee fan, I think is all in the same boat that there's something bigger going on with judge or something bigger is about to come. But. It's like this lower leg thing is going to be, you know, like eventually we're going to find out it was something bigger. Is it something bigger? Is it just a lack of durability and a lack of, I don't even know what to call it, like a lack of endurance? Well, it's either that, it's either there's something that's going on that's like 
bigger and he's trying to get through it. Or it's something smaller that's going to get worse by not just acknowledging like what it actually is. I don't know. It feels the whole thing with the excuses. Cause even when he was off, what was he? He sat Sunday, right? He sat Sunday. Yeah. And jo- Boone said it's a regular day off for him, but you know, we're taking care of him cause he's working through some lower leg stuff. Like he's not, you could have left it the first part if it was just the first part. Yeah, but sometimes these things happen and it doesn't get worse. Like in 2018, Stanton played basically the entire second half on a bum. I think it was a bum hamstring. He missed the next year and a half. He did. He did. (laughs) That's a good point. He was fine in 18 now. Um, But no, he's been on fire. National Series. First of all, Brad Hand is fucking horrible. I don't know how this guy is is a good reliever and and makes all-star games and has good stats because every time we face him, he just throws cookies down the middle or walks people. He has a straight 92-mile-an-hour fastball, and he throws sliders that are a foot off the plate in the dirt. Uh, Every time he comes in in the ninth inning, I'm like, oh, we got this. We're good. It's a good feeling to have, like to have that confidence. And there are, you know, just seeing his name pop up was like just a bit of a slump buster for us. You know, it was, like, hey, wasn't this it? This is how this is going to go. And I feel good about that. It's like seeing Detroit on your calendar. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's like seeing, you know, it's like Baltimore week coming up. You see Baltimore week, you know, things are going to go good. You know, it's, uh, it, it's good to see the same people we beat up on come around when we need to beat up on someone. It was, and Saturday was kind of miserable. They were getting owned by Scherzer, but it was like, oh, hands coming in. Like, we, we could tie this. And then they show the highlights of the Indians when he blew the playoff game against yeah. us, and, and the good juju comes coming back. But the, the Scherzer game I want to talk about, all through Twitter, you know, we're getting dominated by Scherzer. I think he had 15 strikeouts. And, and the mantra was kind of, oh, it's Scherzer. We'll get him tomorrow. What are you going to do? Well, this is what happens to us in the playoffs. We get dominated by elite right-handed pitching, Verlander. Uh, Morton, go back to Avaldi, uh, Trevor Bauer with the Indians in 17, Kluber's gotten us. Like, that is our downfall. We, we lose to elite right-handed pitching. And at some point, you're going to have to learn how to at least make these guys' day difficult. Higgy hit one mistake out, and, and Scherzer punked us. And the same people that are saying, oh, well, it's Scherzer, what are you going to do? Are the same people when they lose in the ALCS against some dominant righty and, and wonder what happened. You need to learn how to at least have better at bats with these guys. I know you're not going to score eight runs off of Scherzer, but like, you got to scratch off. I don't know, three, three, four runs in eight innings? Is that too much to ask? I mean he he's Max Scherzer. He okay, wasn't he wasn't walking you guys. Win the World Series? I know Max Scherzer. I know. But like uh, Max Scherzer's not gonna be in the playoffs. I uh, you know, you've gotta run into and so I think if it's later in the season, I think if things would be going different for the Yankees as a whole, I'd feel what you're feeling. But I think that when we're just trying to get our legs under us. Like we're still, we're still like a baby deer, very wobbly, trying to make things yes, happen here. Yes. So, you know, I get the win and let's get out of there. I could take that. Yeah, catch me okay. in September. Yeah, no, I'm thinking yeah, the long game, man. I'm thinking about the long game, and I'm thinking we need to start beating these elite, the elite righties. And I think I said last week I wanted Scherzer. I wanted to make sure that we lined up with him. I hope we face DeGrom. I hope we face all these guys because these are the guys that you have to beat. Like beating up on some lefty on the Orioles, that's not who you're going to face in the ALCS. So would have liked to see more. You know, but at the same – a little lucky with – So no, no. I mean we agree with yeah. a lot of stuff. So let me just reiterate how wrong you are here okay. for the, for okay. the listeners. I mean – we're, we're a fourth place team a week ago. 
we can't worry about who we would face in the playoffs. Like, we're not even there yet. Like, you know, you're running hook and ladders. We can't block. <laughs> like, we can't snap the ball. Like, Look, yeah, obviously. Trend, but when you see a trend that's been a problem for five years and you see it hasn't gotten any better. Like, it's, but it's gotten worse. It's gotten so much worse. <laughs> I know. You know, like you're complaining, ah, like, you know what, the I don't have a pool in my backyard, but you also have there's a hole in your roof. <laughs> let's fix that first. You're saying let's fix the base running mistakes, let's make the routine plays, then we can worry about who we're facing in the playoffs. Don't use your stimulus check to go to Miami. <laughs> you haven't paid your rent in six months. <laughs> Worried okay. about Scherzer on you know we're a long well, ways away from where in October, yes, we need to be there. And you know what? In September, we need to be ready. In August, we need to be ready. In July, we need to be ready. Maybe even half of June. But for May, when we were a fourth place team not too long ago, and we're, you know, percentage points away from still being a fourth place team. We're three and a half back. Four games back, you're in fourth place. So... We're a half, we're playing, we're having the day off away from being in fourth place. Like that's what prevents us from being a fourth place team. Now you're right. A little ahead of myself, but like I said, when I see trends that have derailed us year in and year out, I'm going to call them out. And you know, we're only a game over 500, but the starting pitching is really what's carried us. The, the rotation has a 3.55 ERA, which is second best in the American League behind the White Sox. I think every single Yankee fan would have signed up for that a month in. Everybody's been good. You know, Tyone and Montgomery have been okay, but the other three have been great. And I really don't think you can ask for much more out of the rotation uh, from where we stand today. You know, I'm not I'm not a huge numbers guy, so I don't look back at I just when I see like, oh, three five five, second best in the L, I don't know why. I look back to like the Clemens Pettit days. So I'm like, what do we have? Like a one four as a team? <laughs> you know? Like this seems high. Um, but I think when we talked about this team in spring training, we were like, all right, Cole's going to set the tone. Kluber is going to figure out how to be Kluber again, or some version of Kluber. Tyone is going to struggle to get his legs underneath him because it's been a long time and he's still young and, you know, all of those things. Monty could be great, could be terrible. And Herman, we don't know what to expect, and we can just hope that we get some 2019 magic. And pretty much that's exactly what has happened. We've yes. got Cole. He's locked in. Kluber took him some time to figure out what that means. There he is. Tyone's still struggling, figuring it out. Um, Montgomery is literally, you don't know what you're going to get any given day. And Herman has found some of that 2019 and, you know, unfortunately, some of that 2019 has been a couple of starts where he gets smacked around instead. But what are you going to do? Yeah, right. No, exactly. But we're used to teams that Yankee teams, usually the offense carries the pitching. We're used to winning 10 to 7, 10 to 8. I, this is since I want to go back 20 years, basically since I've been a fan. The lineup has always pretty much been better than the rotation and kind of seeing it opposite, winning all these games three to two, like we did this weekend, winning two to one, not really used to it. But you have to think. Once the offense kind of I don't know, regresses to the mean, starts hitting more to the back of their baseball card, as Michael K keeps saying, and the pitching stays like this, like we're going to be fucking dangerous. Yeah, I mean, this is a five. This is on a bad day, a five-run offense. Yes. So 
you, you mix in a couple, hey, we threw up 11 today. Let's get a couple football scores. It makes life a little easier. Could happen this weekend. Baltimore week. Everyone's excited. Old Bay is trash. <laughs> Natty Bo is trash. Hate everything about your culture, but excited to be there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another thing exciting about Orioles week, we got Voight coming back. Voight is going to be back Tuesday. First base has been a black hole. He's been mashing in AAA. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, he's like seven for 12. You think he's seven for 12 with four bombs or, or something like that? But yeah, we've gotten, we've gotten literally nothing out of the first base position. You add him, you know, slot him right next to Judge and Stanton. I don't want split up, fuck split up the righties, you know, line your big bashers up next to each other and, and just let him eat. That's my strategy. At this point, you're two games over 500. You're within reach of first place. Uh, I say let the boys kind of what you said, let them go play a little pickup. We don't need calling yep. in plays. Go run your three-man weave, whatever, you know. You put the lineup out there. Let the boys go play. Let's see what they can do. Let's see if they can play their way through the statistics. Do you? When do you think Voight was going to come back? Do you – like I don't think Tuesday was always the plan. I think Voight played himself up at least a series. I think maybe Friday yes. he would have come back. I, I was going to think Baltimore, and I think there were two things that affected that. One is he's been really hot, but two, I think Odor getting hurt. Gio's got the knee now. Like, they're a little bit more banged up in the infield, so there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency. And to me, like, I don't want to waste home runs in AAA. The guy's hitting yeah. bombs. Bring, let him hit bombs for us. And, like, you know, I, I don't know that he did extra work or any anything like that. But he's one of those guys that we look at as, like, you know, DJ is just locked in all the time, like robot. You don't really – you can set your watch to him. Voight is not in a position to be the captain or anything, but he has been – he's been becoming more of an emotional leader and yes. has fought through injuries to, you know, try to stand up because first base has just been, um, you know – First base has just been a revolving door of this is supposed to be the next guy. Like it was Bird, it's Voight. To a certain extent, Ford had a shot to to take that spot, you know, in the past two years. If he went out there and mashed, we'd be, you know, it'd be a different story. Yeah. You could lose your job to injury when you're at first base for the Yankees. And now we're seeing, you know, he's hit his way back in there. Whether he's physically all the way there, he's hit himself back up. 
Definitely, yeah. It's going to be exciting, exciting to get him back there. And there are things that kind of drive me nuts with Voight, you know, when he swings out of his shoes with the bases loaded instead of taking walks and things like that. But he's he's the AL defending home run champ until until proven otherwise. This is a big, big addition to get back. Gio had the knee scare. Looks like he's going to be okay. Boone kind of hinted that he would play on Tuesday night. We avoided disaster there. Anytime somebody's going for an MRI on the knee, that's usually leads to bad things. So I was relieved when he was fine. I mean, that one was not good. We, you touched on it like quickly. Odor, I thought his oh, career. Yeah. I was explaining to my wife all the ways, like the path now that his career is over. I was like, well, you know, he's got this contract and the Rangers are paying it, but they cut him. We kind of picked him up off the trash heap. Nobody wanted him. Like he would have gotten a shot like this, but now with that ACL and probably more, he's out for the year. Now you're coming back. You know, it's a lot. The game moves on without you. I like gave a whole speech. I gave her a whole lesson that none of it was applicable at all. So did you think it was an ACL? Yes. I've, I've torn my ACL twice. Okay. See, I'm going to go with an opposite perspective. So my favorite part about watching games with Jamie is she's a physical therapist. As soon as there's an injury, I'm like, all right, well, what? She's like, oh, no, that, that wasn't an ACL. Like he just banged his knee. She said it right away and it was true. And I, when you think about ACLs, it's usually non-contact. So that kind of added up. Well, so the contact, I, I, my hope was this contact. It's a bone bruise. Maybe it were yes. something chipped, but the way it bent back and he, pivoted like he pushed off of it from bent back like you land and when it's hyper extended if that's also where you're pushing off of like his knee never got right my worry is now you're pushing down yourself internally uh, okay I that's where saying. i thought it may have gone it was ugly i mean and yeah. you gotta wonder why he didn't slide like any close play at the plate you gotta slide because fuck it dude that's he's a wild man he is <laughs> He's a he wild man. He should be back right around the ten day mark. Um, you know, Boone was pretty pretty optimistic about him. I know he's always optimistic. That's kind of who he is. But I would think he'd be back in a week or so. Yeah, I hope they could find ways to. You know, obviously, like our infield is back with Voight back, but Voight coming back off Zuniso, he's going to need a day off a week. Yeah, uh, Geo's going to need a day off a week. Glaber probably. You know, he. I think. Glaber wants to stay in the lineup all the time, but he's occasionally going to get a day where then Geo can, you know, slide over. So I think there's a way to find Odor three games a week. Uh, yeah, you know? definitely. Especially and, with the way they like to get lefties in there. Yeah. And, you know, he's – does he have the best numbers? No, not even close. He only has a handful of hits, and, uh, you know, it's like all ten of his hits. I think five of them have tied or given us a lead. So – I'll take that with his 164 batting average off the bench. Couple big homers though. Yeah. Couple big homers. And yeah, the last injury update that we have is a big one. Sevy is set to throw to live hitters this week. And I am daydreaming, fantasizing about a Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Corey Kluber, one, two, three in October. Because if they are all on, I'll take our rotation up against anybody's. It's weird that he's out for Tommy John. And like now he's coming back and it feels like things are going well. Like we're not, I just kind of always assume like August for anyone. It's like maybe we'll get him back in August or September. And just yeah, the, yeah. the timeline's just so thrown off here because it's Tommy John. It's a, a big injury. It takes a long time to come back instead of normally it's like, ah, it's a hamstring. It'll be two weeks. And I'm like, all right, see you in August. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're right. It's different with Tommy John, and it's different with his past injuries where it was all setbacks, like the lat, the back, and he, you know, 2019 he was supposed to be back in May, which turned into July, which turned into late September. I think you went to his first yeah. game back. You were telling me, yeah, and we're used to that with Seve, but with Tommy John, I mean, if he's facing live hitters, let's say May 12th, that puts him right around the Philly series. It's usually about a month after facing live hitters to, to come back and play. I think we see him in June. I think it's going to be a month from when he starts an actual rehab assignment. Cause I think they have 30 days from when it starts that starts the clock of like once you, you know, you want him in, once he appears in a minor league game. He has 30 days after that that yeah. he has to come up. Yeah. Cause otherwise you've kind of optioned him. Without. Do you think he's just going to throw like bullshit doing this throwing for a month and then a month? No, no, no. No, I oh. think he's going to do this. If everything goes right, you know, maybe he'll face like three batters tomorrow. Then, you know, maybe it's six. Then maybe it's nine. Then it's like, okay, let's get him out there at a single A game or maybe an extended spring training game. You know, I, I don't know how things are running down there. So maybe he does two in an extended spring training. Then he's in low A. Get him two innings, you know, of live batters. And, you know, it kind of, that starts then a 30 day clock that I think he would be close to. I still think we're probably looking at July. Okay. I was going to, I was going to ask you over under June 20th. So you think, you think over, I think you over. Think July. Yeah. Okay. I, I think June. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't complain about it, but yeah. why, um, if we're holding the course, right? Let's say we're still, you know, we're within reach of first place. Why, you know, you don't need Cole in May throwing 120 pitches. That's true. I, I the thing is, I don't like the idea of wasting bullets for like, pitcher only has so many bullets in that arm, wasting them in, at the alternate site or wherever. Yeah, but I don't know that they're like real bullets yet. Okay, no, you I know. see what you're saying. He's still building and do you up. Think when they bring like when he pitches in pinstripes for the first time this year, do you think it's going to be you know hundred pitch limit, or do you think they're going to start out with you know fifty pitches, three innings type thing, or do you think it's going to be you know we want you to go six innings from the jump? It's never going to be six in- innings from the jump. Like they've just they've never done that before, and I doubt he's going to be the guy who yeah you know the guy who won't get in the MRI machine isn't the guy you test that shit out with. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be a piggyback type situation. They might pair him with an opener or maybe he'll be the opener for the first. Like, I think they're really going to baby him with a couple two, three inning guys before they, they really get into it. Yeah. You get, and then, yeah, then he's just got to build himself up the same way like Kluber really just did the way Tyone's, you know, doing all that matters is we're playing games in October and he's available to give us whatever it is, you know, we deem we need from him six. I mean, at this point we take like four innings from him. In the playoffs, it's not great. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Like we're no, we're really hoping to get this guy back for a thing he's not great at. Who are you pulling from the rotation when he gets back, or are you going with a six man rotation? Definitely not going six man rotation. Uh it may be a situation where like Tyone needs to miss some starts because he only has so many bullets. Right. Okay. Just skip him a couple times, maybe. Yeah. I mean, at some point you got to make some tough decisions, but you can't have like whoever our top eight pitchers are need to be available in the major leagues. Like you need to have our starters. We need to have Devi. We need to have Sevi. 
We need all those guys. Figure out who's going to start five games, who's going to be available to come in if someone gets injured into the rotation. But we can't like we can't hold guys back because like we're we're starting to get going. We're going to have to sort out who the fuck is on this team, who's not, or figure out who's trade bait. You know, and Duhar could have really worked up his his trade value and did not. So who's going to? Because we still want to make moves. Yeah, I got a bit of a hot take. I'm pulling Montgomery. I I yeah. hate watching this guy. Pitch. Well, unless he's if what if he becomes the most consistent. If by the time Sevy's back, Montgomery's just thrown you know three straight quality starts. You're going to leave him in there. But it's I think it's Tyone, um, Montgomery, and Herman are all like whoever's playing the worst. You're out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I could see that. I just think Herman's a better pitcher pound for pound with Monk than Montgomery. And it's the same thing with Montgomery every time. He goes five or six innings and he allows three or four runs all in the same inning. And everyone's like, well, if you take away the inning that he allowed four runs, his ERA is zero. But it's like, well, he does this every fucking game and they don't allow you to just remove innings that you want to remove. Like he is a five inning, four run pitcher. How far do you think we are from Andy. that? How far do you think we are from that? I mean, Manfred's probably going to be like the, <laughs> mul- the mulligan inning, the Doritos mulligan inning. It'll be sponsored. Oh my God. The sad thing is, like, that's it's it's laughable, but it, it can't. I have to take that a bit seriously because of all the crazy shit he's implemented. It could be sponsored by the PGA, like the Mulligan inning presented by PGA. We're playing through, and they just become a more popular sport than us. You put that inning on CBS on a different broadcast, force people to. You get oh. Jim Nance. It sounds like the Masters. Oh my God! Yeah. And Aaron Hicks is jogging slowly towards the line drive. Ooh, just short. Just short. He might have appeared to pull something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jim. Yeah, Jim. You think he pulled something? Uh, we'll see. We'll see who, uh, we'll see who he replaces real quick. Saturday. I, as you know, I had an interesting day. So Mother's Day weekend. uh, I figure, you know, I'll get both sets of our parents together. For dinner. It's perfect. Yankees play at one. I was like, they can come see the apartment for the first time because of COVID, obviously. So I'm like, all right, I'll invite the Yankees play at one. I'll invite the parent, all the parents over at five. We'll have a drink. We'll go to dinner for 645 reservation. Perfect. Wake up Saturday and look at the forecast. I'm like, ah, this is, this is ugly. I want you to know that I, you casually mentioned this on the last podcast. Like it was a throwaway thing that like you had this dinner. I did not care about the Yankee game actually starting <laughs> at all. It was number two behind what is going on in Nick's fucking head right now. I'm just, I can see you doing the math and I was wondering like, what is the time that you're like, there's a point where you wave it off and just DVR. I don't know what point, like, ah, oh, we're not going to start till 430 DVR. So that's what I was thinking. Go on. It was tight. And this is the thing. My cutoff was 615. I was like, we, we need to be leaving the apartment to get to dinner by 615. And I was like, you know, it'd be nice if the game starts at two because it's cool. Like the game can be going when they come over. My dad's obviously going to be watching it. My mom knows the deal. And, and Jamie's parents kind of know the deal at this point. Like if you're coming to my apartment and the Yankees are on, the game's going to be on. So I wasn't worried about that, but then they give, keep giving us these jerk off updates. Like, we'll give you an update at two. And then we're going to give you an update on that at three. They finally announced three thirty, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is so borderline. Like, if it's a quick game and we're up eight three or something, then it's fine, and we're going to be good. But we ended up, we ended up having to call the Uber as it was right after Judge hit a blue hit 
to get a DJ to third. And we were first and third. And I had to like drag my dad off the couch <laughs> to get out of there. But I did not, I, I couldn't push it back with, with two sets of parents for a regular season game. I will plan around every chance I get. Like I planned a 645 dinner for a one o'clock game. It's the classic. You can, you know, plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. And, and I'm sure if I didn't have the reservation, it wouldn't have rained. You quote tweeted the Yankees of like, we don't know when the game will start, but we'll have an update shortly. And it was like the third time they had said pretty much the same thing. And you just quote tweeted it with like, LOL. And I was like, Nick's fucking mind right now is probably the scariest environment imaginable. Because when you just start, whenever someone would quote tweets any brand with just like ha 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 or lol or just like something like that without a lot of context it's like oh this got to you this got to you really bad yeah it did and we'll we'll have some fun with this coming up so i'm actually in i'm in a wedding in california uh, october 22nd whatever that friday is 21st or 22nd um and i actually had a talk you know, with uh, my buddy, you know, we're very close. I'm in the wedding, obviously. And I was like, you know, I'm there. Um, I'm in. And, you know, just going over the timing of it, I was like, you know, after the ceremony or maybe right after we eat, if it's the fifth, sixth inning, like I'm going to have to go. If it's an ALCS game, you know, I'm going to have to go up to my game three of the World Series. The end of the game. It's game three of the World Series. It's not. It's not. With the way the regular season ends October 2nd. So everything's pushed back. Oh, it'll be, it'll be game five. It'll be game five or six of the ALC. Oh, I just Googled the first result that came up was just a lie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. So, so that's nice. So it's ALCS, which obviously could be worse with the World Series. But but yeah, so that'll be that that could be a very nerve wracking day. So that'll be be something to keep an eye on here on George's box. Bold. Uh, Jamie posted a picture. Bold decision to go shorts. To the two parents dinner. Oh, you already know. Just going short. <laughs> Everyone, like, they're in jeans or like slacks and just like shorts with the chain popped out too, just riding a win. You could tell, like, you Me were feeling Glaber. that win. <laughs> yeah. I saw that and I was like, here's everything that's going on. Um, and then what was your situation then yesterday or, you know, on Sunday? You had to do a DVR for softball. And I feel like you ended up finishing like pretty close to us. Yeah, it was perfect because so basically if you, if you just start a game on MLB TV, you can't really zip through commercials because you might, you know, you might mess it up and then the whole thing's, the whole thing's fucked. Yeah. But when they're on cable, like they were on MLB network, then I can record it and fast forward through. So it was actually perfect. And I never realized all the bullshit between batters between innings like it was kind of nice to watch the game in two hours and and zip through all the bullshit but no it was a little that's bit, why there's a the runner as... on second yeah <laughs> oh yeah right wait let me ask you but one no, thing that was you nice. don't have don't you watch games through mlb tv uh i do if it and it depends i have mlb tv but if they're on cable yeah. sometimes i'll just watch so the broadcast yeah do you just pull the app up like in the car on the way to dinner to watch the end of the game uh, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Cause yeah, like I watched the end of the Saturday game. I was sitting in a booth at Yakitori Boy. Yeah, no, it's great. It's one of the, the only good thing I like about technology basically is, is watching the <laughs> Yankees on the go. <laughs> about technology as a whole. <laughs> You're like, Nick lives in 1993. <laughs> you do. You do. It is. Cause it's just like, you've got to call around to the places Nick might be to get him during a game. <laughs> It's like Seinfeld. Yeah, like that's what it was like. That's when I was a kid. Like I'd have to call, like, oh, if I was trying to find like my dad, 
I'd call like, I don't know, is he at like this guy's house? Is he at this bar? Is he like, whatever, just have to call around town. Like, hey, is Big Jack there? That's what I would say. Is Big Jack there? And they'd be like, Jack, it's your kid. (laughs) Calling up dive bars in in the Bronx. But yeah, no, and when the game started, it was it was sunny and Michael Kay's like, Oh, it's a beautiful day. And obviously it was raining by the time that I was watching, and I was thinking, like, not for long. Michael, it's gonna rain. All right. Well, um, I think that's all we got Yankees wise. We're going to, uh, hop in and talk to, uh, RDT from Barstool Sports. We've never done like an, I guess like an interview. This is our first guest. I th- Oh, my dad was the first guest. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's see. I, I just, I think I just added him. All right. We're calling him. We're just doing this live too. We're not even going to uh, yeah. be like, Hey, here's how I need let's you see. to edit this. Let's see. Damn, said unavailable. Let's see. Maybe he'll hop in. I don't know. Now the pressure's really on. Right? You end up, you have that, uh, that option. I don't know. I don't know. You want there to be time left at this point. If there's only a minute or two left. It means (laughs) it didn't happen. Yeah, it means we lost him. I'm texting him. He says he didn't get anything. He says he's even like, he's invited. Let's call this guy. That happened the first time with Dan, I think. It yeah, well, we've got like two Dans in this in this call every time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're joined. We finally figured it out. It took us. Oh my God! There's a bunny outside my window. <laughs> it's oh. a great transition. <laughs> yeah, the THC kicked in at like the same time. The bunny. The bunny might not even be real. Um, so we're back. We figured out. I was just calling the wrong RDT on Skype. So we've got the guy. Welcome to the show. RDT from Barstool Sports, Orioles blogger, and Eric, you haven't been around the whole show, but this week, we're celebrating Baltimore week. I, I mean, you love Baltimore. Like, it's, I fucking it's, love it's, it. It's your second home. It's like, I consider you like a Baltimorean more than I do a Philadelphian. Like, I, I just, I picture you in New York, and I picture you, well, you're not even in Philly anymore. I'm not, I'm, I'm doxing you right now, too. Um. But no, I mean, every time you've come down, we've had a great time. You love the atmosphere. You love the ballpark. You love the food. You love the outcome of all the games that we've ever gone to. Like <laughs> every game has been over by like the sixth inning. And it's like, all yeah. right. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't know how much of the games we've actually watched from the seats. Oh, yeah. Cause no, cause it, I've talked about it on the beginning of this. Like Baltimore is a problem for me when I get down there and I get going, it always gets away from me. I always end up at a, my one promise is I will not end up at a casino Saturday night. I will not 100% will not allow myself to do that. I'm going to use COVID as the excuse. Like I'm not afraid to go places at all, but I'm going to use it as an excuse so that I don't go to the casino. So we don't buy $45 worth of Chinese food at like at 4am. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. It's hard not to get carried away there with with six and seven dollar beers inside the stadium. Those same beers at Yankee Stadium are seventeen dollars. How can you not get wasted there with yeah. the beers that cheap? Well, I mean, when you started pickles beforehand too, it's. I mean, Jack. Jack is. I. I think. I forget. I think I was telling Andrew. I think I, Jack is like the the out of town mayor of pickles. Like Love you pickles. walked in there and they're like J J J J. Love pickles. I always. That's where it gets away from me. I'm telling yeah. you. Pickles and again, is it, it always adventure. gets away at 1 p.m. and it's like, oh, there's six more hours till the game starts. <laughs> yeah, 
it's like, ah, shit. I, and like, I've already thrown my sunglasses at a wall for, for some reason. So it's just like, now it's just bright. This stinks. Are you hanging upstairs, downstairs, outside? What is your go to there? Depends on the vibe. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of all spread out. Um, we, we, I don't think we've hung out outside much. We did our, our review there with the Natty Bow and all that, but I mean, we'll head inside. We'll grab a table or a booth or, you know, at the bar top and. Just let the just shit shoot, fall where they may. Yeah, just shoot the shit with people. Like anyone who – it's such a good crowd of people who like who will travel for these games. And there's not as much going on as like a Billy's. So if there's anyone who like knows you from like the podcast or whatever or anything, like dude, this is just a great time to have a great like Yankees talk, like Yankees pump up, like – so it's just like it's a blast for for all of us. It's like where are you staying? Where you know, I'm staying here. Yeah, just it's a catch up. Yeah, it's like um, you know, there are like weirdos who like go to Hawaii every year because they all love the movie Lost, and they just like <laughs> see each other like at all these things, and that you know that's essentially us, but it's like the wire. Yeah, or other people. <laughs> we talk about families that go to Disney World every year. We make fun of that. That's, we that's we're gonna take thinking. our families to Camden Yards. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. Baltimore week. And I always say, I say Baltimore. Ball, it's ba- Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, Baltimore. We, we were also, uh, we were talking, uh, Jim Nance earlier in the show. And so Nick, for, uh, RDT's <laughs> wedding, I had a custom tie made that was just the Billy Ripken fuckface card. <laughs> That's all I've the whole pattern that. was. And then at the end of his wedding, like when they played the last song, I went up to him like Jim Nance at the end, end of the NCAA tournament and gave him my tie. It's true. It's, it's one also, of the most ridiculous you, things. You have that picture. Um, well, our my my wife's friends took a picture with the Oriole bird, and you're like two feet to the bird's right just flicking the bird off. Like these people are having a nice family picture, and it's <laughs> them and the Oriole bird. And if you zoom out like a little bit, Jack is like legitimately in their kitchen, just just flicking them off. Like it was great. I'm excited for Baltimore week. So Eric, um, here's the thing about you guys is you stink. Like traditionally, bad team. We go down there. It's like it's when we get right. It, it's what gets our legs back under us. It may turn. Glaber's whole like season around. Like now he only has one home run. By Monday, he could easily have five. Right? I, yeah, I was gonna say he, he's good. He's he's probably good for four or five this series. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you guys have even going on? Is it just John Means? I mean, I was gonna say, did you not like hello, John Means, AL Player of the Week? Put some respect on his name. You're lucky that they're throwing you know Means and Harvey against the Mets, and and I don't that may just say that they're not even worried about the Yankees. Um, no, I mean they got they got Means. Obviously, the story with Trey coming back. He's he had a slow start to this season. He's up around 250 now. He's second in the AL in uh, RBIs. Um, Cedric, Mullins. let me tell you my let me tell you my issue with Trey Mancini. Go for it. Too nice of a guy. He's too nice of a guy. And I hate it because he's been with the team so long. Like he should be the guy that we hate and we get, you know, like, uh, like he's not David Ortiz, but you know, he's a, a Dustin Pedroia. Like we hate you for so long, but he's such a nice guy. You hear about all off the field yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then he beats he, cancer and it's like, Oh, he hits a home run. I can't even be mad. Right. Yeah. You, you, you can't. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to ever be mad at Trey about. 
Um, he's, he's, again, he's a great ball player and he's like such a better person than a ball player. And I know it's like such a cliche answer. Um, easily my favorite guy on the team. He's just, Jack, I mean, Jack, you literally had the chance to go out with us the last time you were here. We were out till 4 a.m. with them. You had the chance. You, you could have, you know, said your piece to him there. No, cause didn't I want don't want to. And yeah, because then you I, tweeted out the next day. Everyone take the Yankees. The Orioles are out till four a.m. last night. <laughs> Trying to help the people. Yeah, that's, a, that's an inside tip, Eric. You mentioned Cedric Mullins. Where did this guy come from? Because he has looked like I don't know Mickey Mantle against us this year. We we can't stop him at all. I mean, he so he he popped onto the scene. I think twenty eighteen. He was the guy that was. He's basically the reason that Adam Jones didn't return. Okay, um, they knew they had their center fielder in waiting. I think in like 2017, he was like a, he was just a camp body and he took Craig Kimbrell deep. I'm talking like 450 dead center in a spring training game. And it was like, again, he's 5'8, like he looks like me. He's like 5'8, 160. And he legitimately went 450 dead center off Craig Kimbrell. And people were like, holy hell, like this, this guy has some power. So that um, was his moment. He covers a ton of ground too. He looks like, I yeah, mean, from the eye test, he looks like a great fielder. He really is. And, and that, that's, so 2018, he came on strong. Um, obviously he took over the center field, you know, role from Adam Jones. 2019, he was the opening day center fielder. By midseason, I think he was down in Bowie. They demoted him two levels. He was terrible. Like really, really bad. Didn't just get sent down one level. Got sent down two. He was a switch hitter. He, he just, he could not hit right handed. Um, and he, he just seemed super lost. Again, they sent him down. And they, they traded for a couple other, um, outfield prospects. They had some of these other guys maturing. So he kind of got lost in the fold. He didn't really think about it much. I kind of thought he was done with. And the last four or five weeks of last year, he was awesome. Comes into this season, drops the right-handed hitting. You know, he's like, uh, okay. done being a switch hitter. I'm, all, I'm only lefty now. Like every at bat, um, I think his first like four or five spring training at bats going lefty lefty. He's peppering the wall with balls. And it's like, okay, maybe if you were doing this, you know, two and a half years ago, you, you know, you you would have been up the whole time, but yeah. I mean, wait, he, he's been so up. So wait, a question. So your mm-hmm. center fielder is was a switch hitter, couldn't hit from one side, and then just and stopped because he wanted to not get out as much. Huh. Yeah, and and he's turned into a hell of Damn. a player. You know? Huh. Some speed, you know. Good you think Aaron Hicks thing. listens to the yeah, show? Aaron Hicks, please get get rid of batting lefty and just stop hitting righty. Yeah, Eric, our Aaron Hicks, I think is hitting four hundred righty and maybe a. Point fifty lefty, so yeah, we would yeah. love that here. Don't worry, he'll he'll get right this series, I'm sure. <laughs> um, how close are you? Like, when is uh, your boy toy Russell? Right? Isn't that his oh, last oh, name? Come on, put some respect on it. All right, it's Adley. What's his name? Adley. What a terrible! It's going to be Dansby Swanson. Can't wait for Adley to get into the league. <laughs> so he has the second worst name. <laughs> Dansby Swanson's a bad name. Of course. That's a slave owner name. name. I think that's a slave owner name. You're not from Georgia named Dansby Swanson and you didn't own some people in your, you know, past. He looks like a lacrosse player. He's from Atlanta, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. It it fits. Yeah, definitely. So when, how like real deal is this kid? Because I see you talk about him a lot. Like, is he going to actually become an issue for me in my life? I th- I think so. I mean, he again. It's not like, it's not like just Orioles fans are pumping him up. I mean, he's the number two prospect in baseball. He's 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 just an absolute freak. Everything you read about him, everything you see. Like I said, I've seen him play. I, I've I've seen the videos of him, and I'm, you know, every everything seems to check out. I'm getting down to Bowie in a couple of weeks to watch him. Um, monster of a dude. You've seen that picture of me next to him. He fucking towers over me. 
Yeah, uh, he's he, a big I'm, dude. I'm super excited for him. I, I everyone again, it's, everyone is saying the right things about him. No holes in his game at all. Like he's now now he's playing first base down at Bowie just so they can get him at bats every day and like not have him catch. I mean, he's he's going to be a stud. Is there any PTSD though? I mean, Matt Weeters was supposed to be the superstar switch hitting tower of power. Yeah, catcher. power, power with power. Yeah, right, right. All the lines. I'm sure you know them all. Is there any PTSD kind of from that standpoint? I don't think PTSD. I mean, like, like we talk about Weeders, like he was a complete bust. Like, I, he, I think he won three Gold Gloves. He made four All Star teams. Obviously, it's not what you. I mean, I, I'll take that any day. I think they drafted him fourth or fifth overall. Yeah. He, he just again. He, I mean, he was never the hitter that that we were told he was in college. Obviously, and there's there's going to be a drop off. But I, I mean, everything about Adley is is there. Like, I, I don't know. He's he's the. Obviously, like the best prospects since Harper. Some have said he's the best catching, you know, prospect since Johnny Bench and and shit like that. Like I'm, they weren't even doing prospect stuff when, when Johnny Bench was was around. But it's, I don't think PTSD. Um, but I, I know people are excited. But you, I mean, but you do have the people who are like, well, it's the Orioles and they're they're not gonna be able to develop anyone. And he's already a but like he he struck three times in his first Double A game last week, and people are like get this bum down to you know single A and this and that. So. I'm just excited to see him come up, and again, I've heard nothing but but great stuff about him. And and again, he he's just another awesome guy, the, the nicest guy you could ever you could ever meet. So, lot lot of nice guys, and I think you know we're excited about the Baltimore series. It's fun for us to go down there. But from your perspective, is it kind of awesome knowing that you're basically going in with house money? Like we split with you guys two weeks ago, and my friend Mike, who's an Orioles fan, he's talking shit to me like like they won the series, and all they did was split. It, and for us, we kind of need to sweep, or it's a failure. Where with you guys, you know, if you win one, you're probably going to be talking some shit. Is there any kind of feeling there of just playing with house money when you guys play the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always, I, you know, I love chirping. JJ and Charlie in the chat, any chance I can get. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, no. Oh, what, what were you not man enough to sweep us? Like he'll say no, shit well, like again, that. Well, again, again, you guys are the ones with all the pressure. There's no yes. pressure on the Orioles. Like if you guys lose, if you again, if that series a couple weeks ago, since you guys split, it's basically a loss series for you guys. Like and the way it happened and all that. I mean, it's every time you lose a game to the Orioles, it it, it basically counts as like three, just because. You know, you guys try and pack the ballpark here, and it's all the people from Northern Virginia with their fucking judge, you know, the names <laughs> on the back. Are we doing that this weekend too? Are we Are we taking pictures of uh, the names on the back, Jack? No, I'm I'm coming in good spirits. I'm trying to not alienate Yankee fans. I tend to do that. So if you decide to be in Baltimore and to be a absolute garbage trash bag person that wears a jersey with a name on the back, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to take a picture of it. I'm not going to make fun of you online. Okay. I won't well, do that's, it. That's big of you. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, a lot of people wouldn't be that big. <laughs> I know. Again, I know we've had this conversation a couple of times, but you know, a couple of years ago, that jacket that that's not happening. This no. shows the the maturity. <laughs> father, I'm a father. father. We're dads now. Okay, so we can't we can't Very be doing mature. this. We can't be doing this. Um, no, yeah, it is kind of house money again. It's I go into these series. God, just praying and begging just to win one, like just win one, and and it's don't get swept or do whatever. I don't care. This this you know it's, it it doesn't matter to me. But and you mentioned Means again. He you said he's going to pitch against the Mets. Are we going to see him? Because if he pitches Tuesday, he could pitch Sunday, right? Like if they announce that, just from my fan perspective, and and I'm going to all three games. Like, are we going to see Means? Possibly. Um... I would think so. Yeah, I guess if, if he's if he's going tomorrow, 
then yeah, I mean, yeah, the, you you probably will see him Sunday. Um, I don't know who's going for the Yankees on Sunday, but I, I mean, think it's Montgomery, so we better win the first two. <laughs> in that case, yeah. it's a four game series, isn't it? No, nah, it's, it's just three. Why did, I, why did I think it was a three game or a four game? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's gonna again. If you haven't really seen him, I, I've I've been talking to Dallas Braden about him, and because again, being like, hey, you saw him now twice with the A's. You're a lefty, you know, you love watching lefties. What do you see out of him? Like, and again, I, I got told on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that like someone, an Orioles friend was like, oh, well, Means isn't that good. He's just Orioles good. And I was like, no, dude, I, I think he's good, good. Like, I think he's pretty good. And his, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure you guys remember, his big coming out party was in, was late in the game in 2019 when he absolutely embarrassed Judge and Stanton with those changeups when he came out of the bullpen and, and, and made his season debut. Yes. I mean, I remember that. At, at, that was a point in time when you throw any slider in the dirt and it's, they were swinging and missing. <laughs> I mean, the changeups he was throwing that day were unbelievable. But yeah, it, it should be, if, if, if we do get to see means, it should be an awesome, uh, thing. He's, he's just, he's been throwing unreal since the beginning of last September. And, and he's, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how much you guys know about his, his year last year. His dad getting diagnosed with cancer. Him and his wife having a miscarriage in spring training. They get pregnant again. You know, a, basically a miracle baby. His dad ends up dying last year. He he, he almost got sent down. Um, and Hyde, the manager told him, "Hey, like I would normally send you down, but like I, you're gonna work through this, and and you're gonna you're gonna get through this shit. Like you're you are going to get out of it. I'm not sending you down to get right against you know guys who are gonna be. I mean, you know, at the alternate side or whatever. So he he stayed up. And again, credit to him. I mean, I couldn't imagine going through half of that, let alone you know, doing it and having to be a major league baseball pitcher. Um, again, it's, it's just a testament to the kind of guy he is and, and how good he is. Cause I think he, his stuff is really good and, and he's just, he's really blossomed like right in front of our eyes. You guys are too likable, man. Are there any scumbags <laughs> on the team that I, uh, that I can cheer? I'm sick of these, these feel good stories. I, I, need I to mean, you. you got Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey's yeah. putting together a nice little season for you guys. Hey, there's a chance that we run into Matt Harvey. Maybe before the game or Saturday night, maybe, you know, we could, I'm sure he's, he's, you think he's, he's at boozy brunch. He's at boozy brunch. Oh, easy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Matt Harvey, like I said, at the beginning of the like season, if, if I get a Matt Harvey jersey out of it and like he doesn't completely tank, I'll consider that a win. Cause it'll be cool in a couple of years. Be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Matt Harvey was on the other. It was like, like a Sammy Sosa with, Orioles jersey. Exactly. Right? It's like the same thing with King Felix, like when they signed him. Like, oh, yeah. ah, may, maybe we'll get a, a, you know, a vintage King Felix start and I'll get a jersey out of it. And they'll, they'll DFA him when his ERA skyrockets over nine or something. Wait, like what is but, the correlation between, like, if someone has a good start, you go buy a jersey? No, but it's like, it's, you know, if they do a giveaway or something like that, like. Oh, okay. You know, they do those okay. cheap, uh, first five. Not in New York. Sure. Not in New York. We don't give, they're not giving away articles of clothing in New York. <laughs> Yeah. Are you kidding me? You do t-shirts here. Yeah. Oh no, they're just like, here's the Hess coupon book. <laughs> 12 and under. T-shirt, you want a t-shirt, it's, it's $65. Yeah. Yeah. $49.99 with a last name on it. 12 and under. Or bobbleheads. They do a lot of bobbleheads. They're trying hey. to make those the beanie babies. Hey, yeah, it, it'd be kind of funny if like, you know, Harvey reinvents himself with you guys. And now you're able to, you know, trade him, get some value maybe before the deadline. And then, you know, maybe he, he gets a decent contract. I mean, that, that's obviously the goal. Like that, that, again, that's kind of what I want. I want him to do so well where at the, at the deadline, someone gives up something for him. And I mean, if they, they got a living, breathing person for Tommy Malone last year, I think they got two people. Like that's unbelievable. <laughs> like that's, 
I don't care who it is. That's a win right there. They got an actual living person for Tommy Malone. So yeah, I mean, if they could do the same thing with with uh, with Harvey, that that would be great. And I, I know you guys, you guys have to be rooting for him on Wednesday to, to shove against the Mets. Like like I, I need to he I need to see and hear like all the uh, that would be that, cool. That, right. so, you know, <laughs> that would be. Oh, I gotta pick up a copy of the. Post I gotta follow and see. Frank to tank that game just just for that game. <laughs> I'll tell you, it is one of the few like other games that's like not a Yankee game that I know about. Like I know that's coming, and like oh, I'm gonna check that out. And that happens what three, four times a year. Like it takes a lot for me, at least, to tune into a non-Yankee game. I'm yeah. like any fan like, to even follow to be like, oh, hey, this is going on. Like let me let me at least like get notifications on for it or something. See that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for uh, for coming on for Baltimore Week. We're very excited. Absolutely, I'm I'm very I'm very excited. It's it's been way too long, and and it's it's going to be. I think is this your first nice. game back? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been um, September twenty third, twenty nineteen. I think was my last game there. Well, okay, so this could be emotional for you guys. See, I already popped my cherry opening day, so I kind of got that out of the way. I feel like it might be more emotional for you because you're a guy who calls it chop, popping his cherry about going to a baseball <laughs> game. So. Yeah. No, I'm, so. I'm just excited to do some brunch with you and, and we'll have some adult sodas and uh, who knows who knows where we'll end up. <laughs> going to be a rough Sunday. Uh, Eric, what's your uh, Twitter in case anyone wants to follow the shenanigans or see a grown man cry about the Orioles most of the time? I, I don't cry. I, I, I usually give up pretty easy. And, and No, and just I like in general. It's just like the way I actually, you know, the Yankees had like two really bad weeks a couple weeks ago. And I spent a lot of that time going, this is what it's like to be an Orioles fan. Like all the fucking time. Like yeah, and base again, running errors, like, I was like, this, this is the worst. I think the Orioles overtook the Yankees uh, this on, I think yesterday, for the most outs on the base path. Finally. So, man, you're welcome. We're, thank God. Oh, this, this series should be fun. Nature is healing. That, we're not going to have to wear masks soon. Everything's getting back to normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty much. We're going to be open. What, now the Orioles are the worst? Yeah, we're back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Twitter is at E-D-I-T-T-I-22, and yeah, we'll be... uh. Well, it's the I'm worst. Sure it's the worst handle ever. It's so bad. Again, so I type out. If I could change it, Jack, you know all about it. And and if only we knew somebody like worked at Twitter who could like help out or something. You know, <laughs> it's a shame. This damn shame. guy. This freaking Charlie. You could uh, you could follow Nick at n Kirby n y y. And you can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. We're going to be down in Baltimore this weekend. We'll be uh, putting some stuff out there hopefully while we're down there. And if we see you down there, come up and say hi. If we don't see you down there, we'll see you at the parade. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.